Um, I'm going to rock straight in and introduce my next uh, our next guest, Paul Stanley Ward from um, the Pole Hill Restoration Project, or possibly. Uh, Pole Hill Protectors. I, I was getting confused between the two names. Yeah, Pole Hill Protectors is, uh, is formerly known as Pole Hill Restoration Group. But <laughs> cool, okay. Uh, but but uh, the, the on the street, Pole Hill Protectors. Is that yeah, right? that's yeah. that's um, that's what we're kind of uh, um, gathering around that name. Cool, good, good. And um, so so, what's your background first, Paul? Um, and thanks for coming in, by the way. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> yeah, what's what's kind of your background? Are you from um, Wellington area? Um, well, I grew up as a I grew up in a place called Martin, um, which is close to Bulls. I don't know if uh, if um, Bulls uh, is in Central North Island. Um, incredible and place of all of all bull puns. Like the only place in the world we can get milk from bulls. I I, I did enjoy that yeah. when I drove through. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, and then we, then I moved to uh, to uh, a few places, but ended up in Wellington as a teenager in Johnsonville when it was uh, when it was um, a lot of what's Churton Park. Um, now was still farmland, so had a pretty classic Kiwi upbringing where we were roaming the hills, and um, yeah, and then went to university here and did um, a, cl- a classic OE for about a decade, and came back to breed. And um, now I've got um, two girls, um, Estella who's eight, and Sylvie who's five, and we live in uh, we live in Newtown. So um, came back here about eight or nine years ago. But and you got kind of a wee bit interested in in birds from a really young age. Um, yeah, I've, I've been an unashamed um, lifelong bird nerd, I guess. Um, and uh, we were um, um, didn't have a great deal of natives around when we were growing up. Probably the, the only birds around would be like a fantail or, or wax. I remember making a, um, with my dad making a, a nest box in the eucalyptus trees we had in the back of our section. And um, they uh, first birds that moved in were some starlings, which were promptly eaten by our cat Garfi. But um, so we had to design, innovate, and figure out how to uh, stop the cat getting up the tree. And I think we went off to the hardware store and wrapped it in uh, in some aluminium um, sheeting. So oh, cool. we seemed to do the trick. But um, but yeah, it's it's quite incredible. Um, uh, really, that shift between uh, you know the, the, where I grew up and the kind of natives that were around to now living in in Wellington, where we've got kaka and tui and uh, in our skies and birds like kauriaria, the falcon and. Um, yeah, which is a kind of potted history of, of, of heading towards talking about Pole Hill. But, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so Pole Hill, um, just for those that don't know, uh, on the edge of Ara Valley, and then also it's a huge area, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's quite it's quite a big. Uh, it's one of the council's biggest reserves, and it, it heads up from uh, from Arrow Street up to the Brooklyn Wind Turbine. Uh, on on one edge, you've got uh, the suburb of Highbury, uh, and you've got Arrow Valley, Brooklyn, and the reason for Pole Hill's uniqueness, which is uh, the the western border is um, is Zealandia. So. Um, the, the really exciting thing about Pole Hill is that we're getting a heap of spillover birds from the sanctuary. So we've got um, Saddleback, Tiaki, uh, Totowai, the Robin, Kaka, um, Popokatia, Whitehead, um, Hihi, Stitchburg, Kakariki. Um, and these birds are now in the wild in, in uh, Wellington's backyard. So Pole Hill is probably maybe a couple of stone's throws from the top of Willis Street. So it's effectively, uh, you've got a, a rare bird sanctuary in, uh, yeah, five minutes from the top of, uh, from, from downtown Wellington. That's amazing, isn't it? And, and that's what drew um, some locals to start trying to just be a bit more active within the reserve. Yeah, well, the, the, um, initially uh, the group was um, um, came together um, through um, a Brooklyn resident, Mark Slade, put out a call for people who were interested in, uh, in helping uh, look after some of, uh, some of these, uh, the birds in Bush and Pole Hill. Um, and uh, interestingly, um, Pole Hill is one of um, the council's most used reserves. So we get thousands of people through there every week. You've got um, 
mountain bikers, uh, runners, ramblers, um, students, twitchers, families, kids. Um, so it's a it's a very it's a very busy reserve. Um, and I was uh, had not recent not long come back from overseas and. I think it was kind of a, a grim July, uh, windy Wellington day, and I was uh, feeling a little bit displaced, and yeah. um, and uh, and I'd I'd been running up um, over uh, up over Arua Road, and I'd I stopped when I saw a um, kaka parrot in a in a gum tree, which is um, which is now you know fairly commonplace in Wellington, but for me it was uh, the only time I'd seen kaka parrots was probably uh, via a trip to Kapiti or um, Tuituri Matangi. I'd certainly uh, never seen one in the city, and um, and I had a key or a uh, coin in my in my running shorts, and and uh, twirled it in my fingers. And this uh, it was just a little bit after the sun came up, and this kaka came down and landed on my arm, and I was just you know suddenly uh, had quite a good uh, sense of uh, of belonging and, uh, <laughs> and and sense of you know why why Wellington was um, was was a um, was a special place, and. Um, and I'd on other um, runs around Pol. This would have been about maybe six or seven years ago. On other other runs around Pol, I'd started to notice very rare birds like um, saddleback and hehe um, mm. over the fence. And then I'd also noticed um, stoats and um, cats roaming, and and wondered if um, if you know if anyone was uh, anyone else felt uh, similarly um, concerned to, to do anything. It was around that time that marks. Um, Mark Slade's uh, call to arms came out on on uh, I think it was Facebook posting initially, and um, there was a bunch of people who got together to start trapping. And well, actually, the council and the regional council have both run um, uh, pest control programs in the reserve. But um, what this community group did was say, "Hey, you know, we're really keen to get in and help." And uh, yeah, and so we took the uh, took control of the of the trapping in there. And um, when, when was that? Was that, a uh, that was about two years ago. Two so, years ago. Um, so since then, the, um, there's just been quite an incredible um, um, swell of support for what's going on in Poho. And I think uh, people who are, you know, um, ranging from, you know, people who have come back from overseas and etc. and um, have students and have young families are um, uh, using Poho and kind of, you know, astounded at the. Um, at what's in there, and it's still a little bit of a secret, which is uh, which is great. But um, mm. you know, not so long ago, like I said, you you really would have to go to um, to Kapiti or or Territory to see these sorts of birds. And of course, you know, the, the big uh, um, Kapai and the big the big credit, credit is due to Zelandia for for, for the vision. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and is this is this kind of some of the the results of the the, the Halo project in a way, or is it? Well, this is um, on... well, it's the Halo. The Halo project supports um, yeah. the concept of the Halo, which yeah. is uh, which is that these birds will be slowly spilling out into into Wellington's backyards and, it, and, it's and suburbs. It's up to each community so. to kind of try and help. help yeah, absolutely. Along. Yeah. And, there, and there's some fantastic work going on around the Halo. Like uh, there's a guy called Kelvin um, Hasty who's organised predator-free Crofton Downs, and he's got 140 traps and. Crofton Downs backyards and has, um, um, I think he's got a, amongst his trappers are a ninety year old and um, and and then you've got other groups like the Macro Peak uh, Mountain Bikers who are also doing fantastic work over that side. So yeah. and uh, guys uh, like the um, the doing restoration work over in Miramar. And so the idea is really is joining the dots and yeah, um, yeah. and I think a place like Pole Hill is um, it's kind of a, a, an ambassador space for for what's possible and. Um, so two years ago, what sort of things were you catching, and and it has that diminished 
a lot because I think yeah is there is there less things being kind of caught now? Um, the, the, there's some quite intriguing catch rates in there. So there are, we're catching rats and weasels, and uh, we've got a lot of traps called uh, a whole lot of traps called Doc Two Hundreds, and they're the main target species that um, that are caught in those traps. Mm. Um, we did a um, we did a survey of the animals um, earlier this year, uh, a tracking tunnel survey, which is when you have uh, a, you get a strip of um, um, cardboard and it has ink in the middle there's bait on the one end and you put them out one night and the animal that runs towards the bait and leaves their footprint on, on the other side oh, and, cool. and yeah. uh, so it's a kind of standard dock survey for figuring out an indicative rate of what's in a reserve and and um, and the, the result of that survey was that there were um, the rat numbers were about 28% and it was similar for mice and and the target goal for for um, restoration for restoration projects with the type of birds that we've got is probably about five percent. So um, there are all sorts of variables. So you know the the, the rats might and stoats might be hanging around um, uh, like urban uh, backyards and yeah, composts yeah. and things like that. But um, but generally our goal is base is, is to um, is to give these birds that are spilling over the the best shot that yeah, we yeah. can and. Um, we last year we found the uh, the first um, saddleback nest, the first saddleback to nest in the wild outside of a of an offshore island in a, or a, a mainland sanctuary in uh, in over a hundred years, and and followed those uh, one of there were two birds that were in the nest, and one of them was went missing after about uh, four or five weeks, and we followed the other one through to independence. So that was um, pretty amazing, really, considering that um, thirty or forty years ago um, the the North Island saddleback was on. Was confined to, to one island off Northland, and so now having these birds in in, uh, in Wellington's backyard is pretty exciting. It's amazing, you know, yeah. We'll, we'll be on the track, and um, and that's kind of garnered more interest, hasn't it, for for the whole group? Yeah, well, that got quite a lot of publicity, and um, and it was shared um, by groups like Forest and Bird, and um, um, and we were, we were lucky in that we were able to document the, the birds. So there was kind of a survivor story. So people yeah. were, you know, every time we'd go in there, and um, and Machu Buffet, Zelandia. Um, uh, banded the chicks when they were very young, so so we could uh, identify the you know the chicks yeah. as they were growing up. And uh, when when one of the siblings did go missing, um, the other one lost most of its uh, tail feathers, but which which grew back incredibly quickly in about uh, three or four weeks. But again, it was like, you know, I think kind of people kind of keyed into yeah, that. Yeah. Um, Come on, are, you, are, you, are they going to make it? Are they <laughs> yeah. still there? And uh, you know, we'd 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 feel very exciting excited. Uh, when sometimes you you get a very um, blurry photo, and you, the only way you could tell that you'd seen them is if when you blew it up later on, you could just see like the blue <laughs> or the green. I think it was blue, green, green was the was the uh, band code on on the chicks' yeah. legs. But um, awesome, yeah. And I think the other um, uh, thing that was exciting about following that family was. Um, was not only the survivor story, but also people were saying, "Where is this?" You know, because it wasn't. Um, yeah, because a lot of people don't know. I mean, I used to. I guess I I walked through it in my first year in Wellington five five years ago without kind of really clicking that it was the same place. Yeah, but, yeah, and when, it, and it really is like a still a little bit of a secret, which is quite. Yeah. Um, you know, it's quite. It's there's not a lot of signage and yeah. you know, interesting. We're I still with, get lost in there. As well. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Well, we are working on this at the moment. Yeah. We're working with a bunch of uh, Massey uh, design students who are, who are using Paul, who was their um, subject for their creative enterprise paper, um, and they're they're working on things like. Um, uh, wayfinding and signage, and um, there's some pretty exciting stuff. They even had one of their um, more um, 
uh, interesting concepts was to have a uh, there's a playground at the top of George Denton Park and their concept was to have a playground themed around the saddleback the Tiaki life cycle so there was kind of from the nest um, there were these ropes that you could throw at the kids as they were trying to get across the ladder to represent the rats oh, cool. and stuff it was um, yeah it was great it was I great saw the scene. model of that actually yeah, yeah that, that was super and um, and you've got some other partners as uh, local businesses are kind of catching on as well. Yeah, well, I think one of the ideas behind the group and um, you know f- f- is is that um, is that we just give people the platform to, to celebrate Pole Hill, yeah. and uh, so groups like Garage Project have uh, have been uh, supplied us with uh, with beer for our for our meetings, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and that makes sense because it's you know it's literally in their backyard, and um, and we've got um, you know a, another group of Massey Design students have uh, approached us and. Um, Want to fundraise for Pohu by making some uh, limited edition um, uh, um, ceramic mugs, and uh, and they're going to get uh, Tuatara and Garage Project to do some uh, competing Pohu brews using uh, using ingredients from the reserve. So or inspired by the reserve, so you might have you know things like Kawakawa and um, Horopito. Oh, cool! And, and, um, and when so when when that fundraising happened, what's that money towards? Um, well, there's a heap of stuff going on in Pohu. So um, one of the interesting things about um, about the spillover birds is that we know anecdotally that some of them are surviving. We also know that we're losing some of them. You know, we found a, um, a, saddleback, a dead saddleback on the track uh, earlier this year and um, it, it was uh, most likely predated by um, Bacaria, the falcon, which was, um, which again, so, you know, there's no winning or losing in yeah. nature. It just is. <laughs> but um, so there's, uh, there's monitoring, planting, outreach. Um, we've got, we're coming right into the nesting season now with, um, with birds like Tortawai, the robin, and, and Tiaki, and um, we're really keen to um, identify where those nests are and, and, uh, and have people... Because um, um, this, uh, this is all... I guess it's all a bit of a, a wild laboratory in the sense that there isn't a lot of information on the halo birds. Um, so Landia knows that uh, that they've um, you know birds like the kaka, which are almost like unmissable now in Wellington, um, are doing okay. But there are also kaka turning up in um, with lead poisoning, and um, oh, right. so being intelligent, curious parrots, you know they come yeah, from yeah. Um, like here parrots from pulling apart uh, you know roofs with lead paint on and things like that, and so. So um, part part of uh, the experiment of Pohu is actually finding out about um, how and why um, these birds can survive, and um, you know if it's possible to keep pushing out, um, you know, settle back in, into areas like Highbury and Brooklyn, and um, a, 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 a um, section of the Pohu protectors is looking at um, getting traps into houses in Highbury. Um, and they've already got um, settled back in their backyards, which is just you know, which again unreal, I kind of have to yeah, yeah. pinch myself. I couldn't because, believe it when yeah. I when I saw you the other day and, and met some of the people from the group who'd said tui's used to not even be that common. Over well, apparently, um, and and I'm, I'm um, this is what I've heard secondhand, but apparently when they did the first uh, survey of um, Zealandia before the fence was put in. There were two pairs of tui in that gully, and uh, and and there was talk of tui almost being um, functionally extinct in, wow. in the city. So now tui must be up there with the rock pigeon as yeah. <laughs> as one of as one of our most common birds. So it's really it's kind of it's quite spectacular what the um, the sanctuary has achieved in terms of uh, of of bringing back the birds yeah, to the city. Yeah. So. Um, and I guess uh, yeah, one of the things we're really excited to find out is, is how, how how what's possible in terms of pushing out some of these. Um, these these Taonga birds, um, and whether I guess it's kind of a, a, a test of um, of of you know wilderness in, in the city. Um, and one of the things I think that excites 
all the members of the group is that um, you know you can go to visit Sirocco and he's behind a glass window, or yeah. you can go to the zoo and see some of these animals as well, or, or you have to go to you know a, a fence sanctuary. But in, in Polhul, these birds are wild, so um, they're you know some of them are. Um, I've got a friend who who likes the hashtag unbanded. Um, <laughs> And uh, so, so these these are birds that are uh, living with us, and yeah. um, and it's about trying to figure out, um, yeah, how we can um, sustain that and, and boost it. Yeah, and and for future generations. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so that you know, if, if you know, we bump into uh, people when we're doing work on the tracks, and um, and uh, there was a, a guy mountain biking the other day, and he said, "Oh, what are you looking at?" And I showed him a picture of the saddleback, and he didn't know what the bird was, but he says, "Oh, we've got those in our backyard," as if it was normal. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I'm, we're all about trying to make uh, make it the new normal, I guess. So, yeah. um, for somebody that doesn't know too much about birds or or pole hill, where's the good entry point to to pole hill? Is there a, is there somewhere where you, if somebody was new to Wellington, you would take them? Um, and that's that's a good question. In fact, um, the, we're talking with the council and the Massey students at the moment about a new walkway that might go from the city up to the Brooklyn Wind Turbine through Pole Hill. So you'll go up through Arrow Street, and there's there's an entrance down the bottom there where the um, mountain bikers leave yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and probably um, another good entrance is up through Pole Hill's a big place. I mean, yeah, probably tell it, yeah. I'm talking about this, but. Yeah. Um, Head up Holloway Road, which is the old kind of hippie stronghold yeah, of, yeah. Um, of Wellington, and uh, and any of the entrances there, heading up Brosnahan Terrace, which is a um, paper road, or down from George Denton Park in Highbury, uh, um, and you'll have a good chance of experience, experiencing what makes Pole Hill pretty cool. special. Yeah. And maybe it is best to just tell people to go get lost in there. And, and, yeah, and, well, that's, that's, that's great. That's, yeah. that's a good yeah. idea, actually. Go yeah. get lost in Pole Hill. Yeah. And so you t- you're talking about um, so you're talking about the, the Massey students doing the design work. And there's, um, you've just uh, applied for the WWF Innovation Award, and you had a bit of early sort of early momentum, um, kind of incredible because we were kind of a late entry. Yeah, well, um, a couple of friends had texted after entering their own projects. A good a mate of mine, Robbie, who's involved with Good Nature, who make um, these pretty awesome self-resetting traps. Um, he had texted and saying, "Hey, have you, had you checked out the Conservation Innovation Awards?" And um, and I hadn't, and uh, went to have a look, and it's, it had a kind of a, um, a uh, interesting um, uh, process to qualify for round two, which is that you had to generate um, community support. I think there were thirty votes, and you had to register and then indicate support for a project. Yeah. And also, the conversation around a project helped boosted up the rankings. So, if there were the the idea was, I guess it was like crowdsourcing uh, innovation. Yeah. So. And there were um, three categories. There was, um, I think, uh, product research and a community project. And obviously, Pole Hill was a pretty good. Uh, the idea of getting Saddleback back into Wellington City is, is a pretty uh, um, compelling pitch for a community project. So the issue was is that we only had six days, I think, when I'd looked at it. And the project <laughs> had been running for five or six weeks. And it was, it was quite intimidating because there was quite rich discussion be, uh, underneath all of the projects that had been up there for, for that time. So... So, um, so I got in touch with um, with uh, Lee at WWF and said, "Look, is it still worth submitting?" And she's like, "What do you got to lose?" So I thought, "Okay, sweet, we'll we'll um, we'll see what we can do." So we put the word out to the to the Pole Hill Network, and and we got our votes. I think it was within twenty four hours, and and the WWF were, were kind of stunned by how fast we'd done it. They asked us to um, to uh, blog about um, about uh, about that process, and I think you know mainly there was a, there was a couple of uh, um, things to do with social media, like. Um, uh, posting it um, a couple of times during Monday when we knew that there would be a lot of our audience would be online and encourage them to vote, but also oh, yeah. making it as simple as possible. But 
basically it's because people are passionate about pohu that we yeah, did yeah. it, which is uh, there wasn't really any secret sauce. It was yeah, um, it's, yeah. It's easy when you know got enough people behind it, and so um, that innovation awards um, application kind of thing is um, some of that's towards uh, banding and and the signage that the yeah, so, yeah so we pitched for for a couple of things one was to to um, see if we can um, get some of this critical data for finding out about how the halo birds are actually doing and see if we can figure out lessons like for example the traps we've got in there at the moment are mainly targeting um, stoats and rats and and we've caught weasels in them as well but um and if we can get those numbers down enough, well, then there's going to be some big question. And, and the birds, uh, depending on how the birds are going, then there'll be question marks about things like cats, that naughty question. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but there might, you know, that's another stepping stone to having a conversation with the community. And and one of the things that the the group is really keen on is, is opening up that conversation to the community. We had a meeting in um, Arrow Hall um Two or three weeks ago, I think you were at yeah, 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 yeah. Where we where we got, um, I think we were, you know we were expecting we might get like a dozen people or so, but there was like fifty or so people, and there was everyone from groups like uh, a group in Waimapihi who had been involved in planting a couple of uh, generations ago, and um, groups like the um, Brooklyn Trail Builders who've who've planted fifteen hundred trees this winter, and. Um, and crafted most of the tracks in there, and, yeah. and so it was the first time that lots of the, these groups have been in the same room together, and and it was um, there was yeah it was just a really uh, great there was a lot of um, buzz for, for for I guess taking looking after Pole Hill and seeing what we can do just to make it more awesome. But, yeah, yeah, I liked seeing the different groups because the cyclists all had their clunk, uh, their cl- uh, clipping shoes. Yeah, on, they were in there, and, and they were all on, on the side row, and then there was the students, and yeah, and the, well, I th- yeah. I, and it was really exciting having the students there as well because. Um, 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 one one of the issues with conservation is that th- there can be a lot of um, you've missed time rich people <laughs> yeah. involved, but there's not there, there's the need for um, to um, have, see young people and families and kids and things coming through, and the and the Massey kids are are, are fully engaged with yeah, uh, w- so with Pole Hill, and um, you know some of them are mountain bikers, some of them are um, cyclists, and. And yeah, and some of these ideas that are coming up with, uh, like for, for grizzled old veterans at Dock and things, are like, yeah, that's actually that's a good idea. Let's see what we can do with it. And so there's quite a lot of support from um, Dock and the city council and things to take some of these ideas further. And um, yeah. I guess that's one of the other the advantages of Pole Hill is that is that we we're, we're five minutes from downtown Wellington, so we've got Dock head office, we've got um, on our doorstep Victoria University, so we've got students from. Um, uh, ecology students from Vic in there. We've got a, a Hawaiian Fulbright, Jason Preble, who's writing a management plan for the reserve. Um, and we've got Massey on the other side. Yeah. So and then Zealander on the back. And then Zealander yeah, yeah. on the back. So you're really, we're surrounded by um, by these people who, you know, who, who are who are um, skilled and um, passionate about about um, these conservation issues. And uh, so if, pe- if people want to get involved, um, what what can they do? Uh, well, at the moment we're, we're um, fast developing all, the, all these comms, but um, we've got a Facebook page uh, for Pole Hill Restoration Group, and I think it's um, groups backslash Pole Hill from memory, P O L H I L L. But if you search for Pole Hill or Pole Hill Restoration, uh, yeah, I think it is. I, I saw that today, and that yep. will be on the B sides um, Facebook Facebook page, and we'll we'll put the audio from this interview underneath it as well. Um, 
Yeah, and so and what sort of things can people help with? Just anything, really, isn't it? It's not just driving. anything and everything. Yeah. You, if they, if you want to get and get, if you want to like go mud sliding down some pretty gnarly gullies, we can do that. If you want to <laughs> sit in a chair and quietly watch the the clouds go past and watch a carcass nest, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. um, the, the you know there's the whole spectrum really in it. And um, and like I said earlier, I guess what the Pole Hill Protectors is about is about providing a platform for. For people to get engaged and to celebrate their own the the, um, the diversity of their backyard, um, yeah, and and anyone from any group as well, yeah. I think that's a really good note to end on, actually. And you've got you've picked a song for us, haven't you? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's a song by um, by a Dunedin artist called Dudley Benson, and uh, we heard the first um, Pippi Faro Roa, the Shining Cuckoo of the Year. They've come all the way from I think the Solomons um, to um, to break into the home of the the grey warbler. And uh, yeah, so we heard the first Chinese cuckoo in the gully, I think, on uh, on Saturday. So um, yeah, so I think this is a song called "Celebrating the uh, Pippi Faru Roa." Cool. All right, here we go.
You've been listening to B-Side Stories on uh, Wellington Access Radio. Um, I just want to thank thank you, Paul, for coming in um, and uh, talking to us about Pole Hill. Yeah, no worries. Go get lost in Pole Hill. Yeah, get lost in Pole Hill. That could be. It it sounds a bit like possibly um, you're you're telling somebody to go stick it. But (laughs) yeah, well, yeah. Go figure yourself out in Pole Hill. Yeah, yeah. That, that'd be great. So, um, so check out Pole Hill on um, on the Facebook. So Wellington, uh, so www.facebook.com slash group slash Pole Hill. I think that's right. Yeah, and um, we'll have uh, have the links on the uh, on the the um, B sides Facebook page, and um, and also yeah, check out uh, what was I going to say? Check out oh, check out the WWF Innovation Awards uh, entry as well because that will be going through the ne- next stage soon, will it? Yeah, hope so. Fingers crossed. Yeah, cool. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, this is Wellington Access Radio, 7.83 a.m. and online, and you've been listening to B-Side Stories. Have a great week. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard.